mom and welcome to the interesting podcast where we know a little about a lot we're your hosts (laughs) (laughs) i like shit what comes next no i just like completely realized that i always just like leave it up to you i'm like yeah i only say my name (laughs) and then i was like but then i second guessed it and i was like or do i do i say the other thing (laughs) did i say it all yeah i couldn't remember so well done. Then I realize you do indeed. Thank you. I yeah. Just man, my back hurts over here from carrying the weight of that intro. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it does lately. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I'm Annika. I am Paige. Welcome, Paige, and Thanks. all of our <laughs> listeners. And if you hear that, it's thunder and lightning going on in the background. Because it's happening outside my window right now. <laughs> so, if you're clicking on this, expecting to hear about MLMs, that'll be next week. Yeah, yeah. In case anyone's wondering, apparently people aren't too excited to talk about their MLM failures. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, whatever. Maybe we should have predicted that, but whatever. It's sensitive. Okay, so I'm just trying to do some research on Herbalife, which is a pretty much a known pyramid scheme. They've been in trouble. They reevaluated their business model, even though they didn't really. And I was like, this is it. This one was huge. There's got to be so many out there. But I wasted my time on at least four different videos, spending time just listening to people. One of them was a total fake news video, and it made it sound like it was going to be a no this is how i got scammed and then all of a sudden it's just like herbalife propaganda i was gonna say at what point did you just sign on to be a distributor for herbalife i know i was like this is terrible also how is this still around i wouldn't venture to guess that herbalife has invested some serious dough into burying stories like that just oh 100 they make so much money so So much money but only like one percent of them yeah exactly We'll get into that yeah, next so week. Yeah, so that's a next week problem, literally. <laughs> so this week, we're going to do something hopefully fun. There's a million and one true crime podcast out there. We all know we don't need another one. We get it. But Paige and I have such a hard-on for true crime. <laughs> we do. And... This is not going to turn into a true crime podcast where we had a really fun idea for episodes when we're like, we don't have a whole lot of time to research, but we still want to put an episode out. So this is going to be a recurring thing, maybe, if it works out well, if you guys seem to like it. And we're calling it True or False Crime. Yeah. So if you like it, let us know. And if you don't, like, don't review us and tell us you don't like it. Like, <laughs> again, slide into the DMs, okay? DMs, that's what they're there for. They're for MLM pitches, <laughs> nudes, <laughs> and things people don't like about your podcast. Exactly. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. So, true or false crime. This basically means Paige and I both have a crime story to tell each other. Mm-hmm. And it's either a true crime story or it's the plot to a crime novel, a crime book. Or those are both the same thing. <laughs> a crime novel or a crime movie that was that's kind of like under the radar that yeah. you typically wouldn't watch. So number one, if you don't like spoilers or 
I don't know, whatever. Maybe this isn't the episode for you. Um, but number two, we don't know each other's story or whether or not it's true or false. And so after the person shares their story, then the other person has to guess whether it was true crime or a <laughs> fictional crime. Just to like our normal podcast flow, do we have any, do you have any don't at me moments? I don't believe I have any. No, do you? Kind of. My oh husband called me. Why is it out. always you? Because everyone wants to tell me everything I'm doing wrong. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, my husband called me out because one of the things that we talked about in our last episode about diets was uh, the baby food diet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he was like, I'm surprised you didn't talk about how you eat baby food. I was like, but I don't. <laughs> They're in the pantry. <laughs> you have baby food in your pantry? Okay, it's the puffs, like the little cereal snacks. Oh, those are so good, though. That's They're different. They're delicious. And okay, it's like, and there's only like 10 of them in a bag, so it's more portion moderation. Well, I mean, the whole – I have the canisters of them, oh. and the entire canister is only like 100 or like 150 calories. So it's those moments that I just want to mindlessly snack on things. Like if I'm watching a movie or whatever, I go for that because, number one, it's delicious. Yep. And number two, it's locale. Yeah. So I don't hate myself after. And they're like sweet, but they're like not aggressively sweet. Yeah. So um, that's my only don't at me moment. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You heard it here first. Annika is on the baby food diet. Yes, I'm on the baby food diet, and my husband is the only one out here trying to keep me honest. So <laughs> thank you. It's like more like toddler snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the I'm on the toddler food diet. <laughs> exactly. The Todd diet for short. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I was a toddler, all I ate was dino nuggets and um that candy maybe. So I think you're off to a good start. Thank you. Dino nuggets are so good. What is it? it's something about the shape that like creates this crunch to chicken ratio that honestly can't be matched. I oh my gosh I think the long necks probably tasted the best hundred percent and who didn't like to bite their heads off it's like goldfish or gummy bears or anything with a head we always talk about food and you're welcome honestly I'm not gonna apologize because I'm not sorry I'm not either it's a fucked up social construct to make women apologize all the time (laughs) okay when I come to Denver can we do a thing where we just eat the food of our youth where we oh can like make some dino nuggets. And yeah. I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> like fruit roll-ups. Gushers. And yeah, I love fruit roll-ups more than gushers. Something about like stuff inside of stuff that freaks me out. I don't know why. I'm Even all about that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then what else? Grandma's cookies. Ooh. Or like toaster strudels. But that's mm. stuff inside of stuff. <laughs> yeah, which... but it's fine. You can do it. Like it doesn't – you can live your truth. Okay, question about Pop-Tarts and toaster strudels. Are they ravioli? Are they ravioli? They're just like, okay, I wouldn't say that toaster toaster strudels are like strombolis. Okay. And and Pop-Tarts are 100% ravioli, and that's hysterical. (laughs) They even look like it. They do. Oh, that's funny. I need to, like, Cody has. 
Pop-Tarts in the... Because he has, again, the metabolism of a 12-year-old. He has them in the pantry. So next time he grabs one, I'll be like, enjoy your ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I... I think I sent you sometime last week this picture that was... It was a meme, and it was like, are mashed potatoes just Irish guacamole? And that really made me think... It's so true. And what's funny is it was actually sent to me again later on that day. Oh, like, my God. Hot take. Annika had it first. <laughs> I'm always first. Because if you're it's not first, true. you're last. last. <laughs> New podcast. <laughs> slogan. <laughs> now to our weird truer crime. Sto- true. Wait, what are we calling this again? <laughs> true or false crime. Are you going to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> cool. My story takes place in Christchurch, New Zealand in the 1950s and is the story about two young girls, Pauline Parker and Juliet Holm. Mm-hmm. It's H-U-L-M-E. I'm just going with Holm. Okay. And they were the best of friends. Like, <laughs> think about your best friend and then just multiply it by a billion and that's how extreme they were, Okay. <laughs> Both of these girls met in high school and bonded over their histories of medical conditions because how else did you make friends in the 1950s? Well, yeah, you had typhoid too? Nuts, man. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I think one of them was like tuberculosis and the other one was some bone infection, osteo something. Anyway, 50s were banging time. Vaccinations were not happening. They were not. (laughs) They should have been. And they... we're going to be having these problems again, so. Yeah, we already are. There's a measles outbreak in, like, Seattle. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nowhere safe. So while my friends and I played Mario Kart and prank called people in high school, these two created this very elaborate fantasy life together. Like, they wrote books. They created plays that they acted in that centered in this fantasy world. And within this bond this weird bond they had they quickly became obsessed with each other and to the point where julia would become ill whenever pauline left her house to go back home okay that's some weird attachment very weird attachment so this fantasy world of theirs let's talk about that a little bit it was essentially their religion they denounced christianity and they adopted this as their religion they had their own saints that they created and another dimension that they called the fourth world, which was their interpretation of heaven. This is and like the prequel to Stranger Things, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um, haven't gotten to the part about the Demogorgons yet, but <laughs> thanks. Uh, so anyway, they, they would have these moments of spiritual enlightenment together where they could freely enter the fourth world. And what brought about this spiritual enlightenment? Their friendship, because why not? <laughs> so both of these girls, their parents became concerned about the closeness of their friendship, especially since homosexuality was considered to be a mental illness because it's the 50s and people sucked back then. Mm-hmm. But Pauline's parents in particular were very troubled by their relationship. Juliet's father, who was the rector of a university college, was forced to resign due to problems with faculty and the board. In addition to this hardship, it was also revealed that Juliet's mother was having an affair, so Juliet's parents separated and decided they would move to England, where they were from. And instead of taking Juliet with them, it was decided that she would move to South Africa to live with relatives 
thinking that it would be better for her health. So Julia and Pauline were absolutely heartbroken since they were going to be separated, and Pauline wanted to go to South Africa with Juliet. But since Pauline's parents were very apprehensive about their relationship to begin with, she didn't even ask her mom for permission to move. Instead, both girls began to plot her murder. What? Yeah, because they're intense and they're they're weird. Anyway. As one does. <laughs> one day, Pauline's mother, Honora, um, she decided she was going to go to the park with both of the girls. Um, I think the girls orchestrated it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. So there was a small tea shop that was in the park, and the three of them ate there before going for a walk. And as they were on their walk, they approached this bridge in a wooded area of the park, and Pauline and Julia bludgeoned Honora to death using a a brick that was stuffed in an old stocking. What the? Yeah. Jeepers. So after killing her, Pauline and Juliet, who were covered in blood, ran back to the tea house where they had lunch, and they told the owner that Honora fell and hit her head. They're, yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're covered in blood splatter. <laughs> yep. Their plan going forward was to move to South Africa together. Then once they were old enough, would go to Hollywood and work in film and publish their writings. Because who wants to see a film or read a story about some weird religion that they created? (laughs) Hey, if L. Ron Hubbard can do it, why can't they? Hey, you bring up a great point, Paige. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, once the police arrived on the scene, they found the murder weapon and the story of her accidental death quickly deteriorated. So, Paige, is this story true or false? Okay. Can I ask questions? I mean, like, you don't have to have the answers, obviously. We, we really researched this stuff for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, you can ask questions. Okay. When was the time period of this happening again? It was the 50s. The 50s. Man. Okay. Um... This, I'm going to guess, is true. You're right. It is true. It's true? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So wait, did they get caught? Yeah. So once the police, I was intentionally being vague. I didn't want to give out like dates like, oh, on June, blah, blah, blah. Because I felt like that would have been kind of obvious. So um, yeah, the murder took place on June 22nd, 1954. And then, like I said, when the police arrived at the scene, they found the murder weapon. It was very poorly hidden. So <laughs> it was obvious what had happened. And um, on August 28th, 1954, so literally two months later, both girls were convicted. Uh, but since they were so young, they each only got five years in prison. Wow. Five years in prison? And five that's years. true. Like back in the day, they were like always really trepidatious about giving women hard prison sentences. Yeah. Especially in other countries, I'm assuming. (laughs) Wow. So I'm sure, like, because they were 13, right? I mean, they were high school. High school? Yeah. So, 14, I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get, like, solid ages for them. Yeah. That's crazy. So they just, like, at least got out in their 20s and just went and lived probably normal lives. That's wild. Yeah. I read that. I think it was Juliet. She, um... Later went on to live in England and the United States, and but she gave this in, bitch a visa. I know. I don't even know. Right. Um, but yeah, she then settled in England and became a historical detective novelist under a new name, Shocking. Anne Carey. 
And apparently she was pretty successful at that. And she's also a Mormon. So do you think they stayed friends? I don't know. Right? Like, how does your French, like, did they get sent to the same prison? I feel like they at least had to separate them. There was a rumor that they were released on the condition that they never contact each other again. But Mm. the secretary for justice at the time said that that was false. My goodness. I mean, I feel like that would be a good rule. But, I mean, maybe five years in prison to think about what they did was enough considering they were so young and brainwashed within one another. But that's wild. The media would eat that shit up today. So it's funny because when I started researching this, it was initially a fictional, like I was going to be a false crime. Yeah. But because I found this movie called Heavenly Creatures, Uh which is actually Kate Winslet's acting debut, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was just like crazy movie plot that I was reading about these two girls that created their own little fantasy world and their own religion. I'm like, this sounds way too fake. And so I was going <laughs> to not do it. And then I saw that it was based on um, this real murder. So I was like, oh, okay. So then I clicked on that. And so here we are. Well, and it worked out. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess – the only I don't know why I guessed it was real. I guess – I don't know. You're too good of a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it was just so wild. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do mine, and I'm also obviously vague at the end, obviously. Okay. Because um, I feel like endings definitely give it away, kind of. They do, for sure. Okay. So, mine is, like, around 1970, a former actress of Hollywood's golden era, which I don't even know what that is. Do you? Is it the 30s? I feel like it's the 30s. The golden era? I don't know. Yeah. Me neither. The golden era of the Silver My Spring. mind just goes to, like, 50s and Marilyn Monroe and everything, but... I guess that makes sense. But anyways. I don't even know if Marilyn Monroe was 50s, to be honest. So Same. Here we are. <laughs> Your Hollywood experts just chiming in. We'll have some don't at me moments next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this former actress is living alone in a Hollywood Hills mansion. She is aging not so gracefully and spends most of her time brooding around her home angry and bitter and just longing for the glamorous days of yesteryear. After encountering a few health problems, the woman realizes that she needs the assistance of an in-home medical professional and contacts, contacts a local nurse registry to request one. Um, and I'm assuming like a local new nurse registry is sort of, you know, there's tons of like in-home nurse places these days and they're horribly unreliable because our healthcare system's crap but that's what she did when the nurse arrives it actually is a young gentleman over the next couple of weeks the nurse and the the nurse and the old actress they grow close and he sort of you know gives her her zest for life back they watch old movies that she was in so she could relive it they sort of reconnect with some of her old friends time out can you imagine us in our 70s just like sitting there re-listening to podcast episodes (laughs) oh my gosh that's so true i never really thought about like what i'm gonna think of these things when i'm 70 years old (laughs) like imagine what did our grandparents have a tracks they're like gather around the a track and listen to me talk with my friend Right? There probably won't be any type of way for people to listen to podcasts in 50 years from now. Right? I mean, that's the point of the cloud, I thought. 
<laughs> I don't understand anything. It's fine. But anyway, this, the, the thunder is really adding to this, honestly. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, and I'm just speaking nonsensical things, but it's cool. Anyways, <laughs> everyone seems to love the nurse, and uh, he sort of brought this woman back to life for her loved ones. One day, rather inexplicably, the nurse murders the actress's cook pretty brutally with a knife. Um, the first thing he does is cut off her hand. It's pretty what? gruesome. I'm And there's blood everywhere, blah, blah, blah. But longing not to lose her new friend, the actress refuses to see the truth behind the brutal murder and protects the male nurse. Not too long later, after quarreling, the actress finds herself at the sharp edge of the same knife and is murdered by the nurse. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you would think that the nurse that the nurse's jig would be up at this point, um, as no one could have access to the actress quite like him. But instead, he covers up the murder and goes about business as usual. Uh, now, the actress had been known to be a recluse and wasn't really easily missed by those around her. Uh, even her house staff wouldn't see her very often because she would just be holed up in her room. So he would occasionally place a mannequin in a wheelchair and leave it on the home's balcony <laughs> for a period of time to trick neighbors and house staff into believing that the actress was still alive and well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Uh, eventually, however, other members of the home staff uh, begin to notice that the mistress is missing. And um, before the authorities can be called, they too are murdered. Eventually, the nurse is alone in the mansion and he has befriended all of these. And he's befriended and he's sleeping with, like physically sleeping next to a bunch of mannequins that he was using <laughs> as props to fill these people's roles. <laughs> Now, Annika, is this true crime or false? Oh, my God. Okay. What did he do with the bodies? Do you know? They were buried. That So it was like a mansion, so it had a pretty large grounds. So they were buried outside. Okay. I'm so inclined to say that it's false because it's not possible for anybody to have that many mannequins. Like, where do you <laughs> find a mannequin? Nowadays, you could probably order it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so to, to answer that, the mannequins, there was like sort of like this mannequin hall downstairs in the mansion where the actress sort of like kept uh, important keepsakes from her acting career, like costumes and different trinkets like that. So they were placed on these mannequins. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to say it's false. It's false. You think it's a movie? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a movie. It's called Savage Intruder. Oh, um, my gosh. And it's also called Hollywood Horror House. I don't understand why it has two titles, but it has two. I think the official title is Savage Intruder, but it, for some reason came to be known as Hollywood Horror House. When was this made? In 1970. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but, wow. What a... What a story. It's a I honestly movie. You can actually watch it on YouTube for free if you really want to watch it. Did you um, watch it? <laughs> In the 15 minutes that you researched. Yes, it's a Hollywood short. 
Um, no, I actually watched a review on YouTube of it because it's such a trash movie. Oh my god! And gosh. then I, I, but it, the review didn't like really show how it ended, and so I went into the movie, went to the very end to see if there was some sort of ending, like he got caught or anything. But he doesn't. He just lives out his life in this mansion, like sleeping next to mannequins, and nobody know is to the wiser. Oh my gosh. Yep. So I could see it being real though. Yeah, no, totally. There is some things in there. So this is our first time doing this, so you know, we we, we gotta figure out the right triggers. It's true. But, yeah. I thought we did pretty well our first time because I definitely have a lot of facts written there that I just skipped over that I'm like, uh Dates are way too specific. <laughs> we got to iron it out. I know. Because I was like, oh, he strangled the housekeeper. And mur-. and then there was tons of stuff about the reason he's has a fixation with chopping people's hands off as he chopped his own mother's hands off. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. But mm. if, you, if you do, let me know. Everybody has a tick. What can I say? It's <laughs> Everyone has a tick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that's our our episode. Let us know how you guys did. Yeah, it's true. Let us know. We'll put a poll on the gram, and you guys can tell us how you did. And also let us know if you liked it. Obviously, this isn't going to be happening all the time. We just do it. When we need to research more, Annika and I got a little too cocky this week talking about how we search in like an hour and a half two hours and that's the only amount of time that we can give ourselves otherwise we over research blah 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 and then you know what happened it really backfired (laughs) truly did backfire i was trying to move up the time that we that we recorded that's how confident i was in the research i was getting done and then come time i'm like i have written out and deleted three different stories (laughs) (laughs) fucking Tiffany Rodriguez with the Herbalife complaining session on YouTube. You ruined my day. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so this has absolutely nothing to do with our podcast topic uh-huh. or anything, but uh-huh. I have a story and I needed to tell you. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the other day, Mike and I are having our coffee out in the backyard. This is just like a very... Sometimes very weird things just happen to me, and this just happened to be one of them, and I just need to share it with you and possibly the world. Yes. Okay. So we're out in the backyard. We're having coffee and just enjoying our time together, just talking. Like, half of our backyard is tiled. It's weird. I don't know. I live in the desert. Whatever. So out of nowhere, we just hear this giant splat on the tile, just like, it. Oh, okay, that wasn't loud enough, but... When you did that, it thundered right outside my window. Pretty funny. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> exactly. God's looking out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we hear this horrendous splat on the ground. And on the ground, like on its back, completely sprawled out, was a frog. And I have, n- in the three years that I've lived here, I've never seen a frog. Like it's it's just, true. They, they kind of required a little bit, a little humidity and water. Right. I'm looking at Mike. He's looking at me. The dogs are in the backyard and neither of them are approaching it. <laughs> so I go over there and this thing looks like it's like gasping for breath. I mean, it just fell from the heavens. <laughs> and there was there. This is an area where there's nothing above it. Like there's no trees or anything. It literally fell out of the sky. That is so weird. So... 
it's on its back. It looks like it's gasping for breath. And then all of a sudden it just goes limp and it's just on its back. So I'm like, oh my God. I didn't want my dogs to get it. So I picked it up and I put it in a little shady area of my backyard, kind of high up where the dogs mm. couldn't get it and just mm-hmm. set it there. I'm like, maybe it just is in shock and just needs to recover or whatever. So there for about 20 minutes, not moving. So I'm trying to think of ways that I'm going to dispose of a dead frog that don't involve me having to touch it again. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, it just hops away. It was totally <gasps> fine. It just like regained life and just pieced later days on out of there? Pieced out, yeah. And it was the weirdest thing. So our theory is that a bird somehow got the frog and was flying over the house and dropped it in our backyard because there's no other way. I mean, that's a good assumption. I was just like, maybe it fell out of a plane. Um, maybe, maybe the alien sent it to you. Area 51, is, I mean, we're quickly approaching. It's exactly a month away from when we're recording this. Oh, really? That's yeah. Funny. We have to remember it. I mean, you will because that's it'll be on the news all over your state. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, I just really need to share that with you. That's really funny. I mean, I'm glad that you saved, you know, didn't we, like, have this as a topic, like, saving animals' lives? Yeah. Yeah, did. you did it again. I you were just the the modern-day Snow White, and it's fine. It's great. Not <gasps> only do you, you rescue dogs, you rescue frogs. You rescue things that are your frogs are trying – or your frogs are trying to eat. Your dogs <laughs> are trying to eat. Oh, they're always trying to eat things. Although my dogs did kill a lizard the other day. We won't get into that. (laughs) But I had to make it up in some way, so I saved a frog. It's the circle of life, guys. It is. It's true. It's a dog-eat-frog world out there. Dog-eat-frog world. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, so join us next week for our... We promise. (laughs) Very heavily researched episode on MLMs. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is so short. <laughs> like, what yeah, we don't even do know how, how to handle it. It's know. okay. <laughs> Thank you for. Okay, remember on Disney Channel how they used to be like, Mike, super short show. Yes. <laughs> That's what I feel like this is. Like, interesting, super short show. <laughs> I love it. Okay, if you have any suggestions on what we should call our little shorts, let us know. Yeah. Um, other than true or false crime. We can just call them short things. I don't know. I'm not good at this. Cut that out. You are <laughs> you are good at this, just not in the moment. I mean sometimes in the moment, but not when there's actual anything actually writing on it. When my friends want responses to their dating like for dating profiles, man, do I kill it. Oh yeah, I'm good at that too. But it's for other people's things, not my own. Exactly. When it's my own exactly. I overthink it. But thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And feel free to send us any don't at me moments. Or if you do want to come through with some sort of MLM story, let us know. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like you got suckered into an MLM. It could be like a really aggressive pitch that you were, you know, invited to on accident or um, just something of that nature or just even any interest thing that you have about MLMs. Yeah. We're here for it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We love you. And remember to keep it interesting. Love you, people.